Welcome to the Unconventional RD Podcast, where we inspire dietitians to think outside of the traditional employment box and create their own unconventional income streams. We'll talk all things online business to help you start, grow, and scale your own digital empire. Today, I'm talking about the number one reason why people in my community say they don't have a blog. Then I'm going to talk about the actual reason why they don't have a blog, and I'll end with three actionable ways that you can start blogging without it taking over your life. So I asked people inside my free Facebook group, the Unconventional RD Community, why they don't have a blog. And then I looked at all the answers, and there was one answer that came up again and again and again. So it's definitely the number one reason why people inside my community say they don't have a blog. Any guesses as to what it might be? You can put your guesses in the comments if you'd like. So the number one reason people say they don't have a blog is because they don't have time. A lot of people are convinced that they just don't have time to blog, which at the surface seems like a totally reasonable objection, right? Like we're all so busy and the thought of adding another thing to our place can feel completely overwhelming. But honestly, saying that you don't have time is just a surface level objection. Because the truth is, we make time for what we deem important. So really, this lack of time reasoning really means you're just not convinced that something is worth your time. I'll say that again. If your reasoning for not doing something is lack of time, the real reason is that you're not convinced it's worth your time. Because we all have a limited amount of time to give, and we have to be very conscientious about what we give it to. And maybe you have this feeling because in the past you tried blogging or creating content and you really didn't see good results. Or maybe you're really intimidated by all of the moving tech pieces required to get a blog up and running in the first place. And that sort of analysis, paralysis, and overwhelm might be holding you back. Or maybe you just know that you tend to start projects and then let them peter out before they really get anywhere, and you're kind of worried that you're just going to end up doing the same thing with your blog. (laughs) So those are real, valid, solid feelings that you might be having. So today I wanted to talk to you about three ways that you can run a successful blog that brings in passive income, like ad revenue, affiliate income, sponsored brand work, things like that, or that brings you customers. So they could be customers that are buying things from you, like online products, courses, a membership site, digital goods, or just booking services with you. You can get all of these things accomplished if you know how to blog with strategy that brings thousands of people to your website every single month. And the truth is, you can do that without having to spend more than a few hours per week on it unless you want to spend more time. And you can do it in a way that feels confident and clear with systems that support your business goals so that you can just show up, do the work, and know that you're going to get good results. So here are three ways that you can start blogging without it taking over your life. (laughs) Tip number one, go in with a plan. Willy-nilly publishing content whenever you have time is quite honestly a recipe for disaster because let's be honest, you'll have all the time in the beginning when your blog is new and fun and fresh, but then as time goes on and life gets busy, it's all too easy to let things sort of fall to the side if you don't have systems built in into your schedule and routines that are set up to help you stay consistent. So let's not do that. (laughs) So my tip number one for seeing success and not feeling stressed and overwhelmed all the time about your blog or your online business is to develop a plan and then stick to it. 
And what does that look like in reality? Well, that first looks like understanding why you're blogging in the first place, i.e., do you want your blog to be your business and drive passive income through things like display ads, affiliate links, or sponsored content? Or do you want your blog to be an attractive marketing mechanism for your business to draw people to your brand and then get them to purchase something from you, like an online course, a membership, a group program, or services? And if you haven't watched my previous video on the three blogging business models, definitely carve out some time to do that. I'll link to it below this video for easy access, but it's a really critical first step that honestly gets missed quite often just because people have lack of clarity when they're first getting into this whole blogging world. So watching that video will help clarify this for you and ask you some questions to help you understand which blogging business model you are trying to accomplish. And then once you know that, you can simply reverse engineer a plan for success. Is it going to be hard work to execute? Of course. But having a plan gives you the confidence to know that over time, if you follow through with these steps, you should see good results. So things you need to think about. What type of content do you need to be publishing? How often do you need to be publishing? Most people who blog as a business, where their content is like the core of their business, they publish at least once a week, many times two or three times per week. But people who blog to attract customers can still see good results with less publishing. Even just once or twice a month can still bring good results. For example, when I was blogging with the intention of attracting people to sign up for a paid membership site, I only published new content on my blog one time a month. And you also need to understand how the content that you're publishing is going to lead to money in your business. So for example, if you are a content creator and you're trying to monetize with things like ad revenue, your goal should probably be to create content around topics that are searched for maybe at least a thousand times per month. That's going to bring you faster results if you're trying to monetize passively through ads, because in that scenario, it's all about eyeballs. Whereas if you're creating content around a specific topic that your ideal customer has burning questions about, then you should create that content if it's relevant to your niche and your ideal customer and your product, even if it's only searched maybe 100 times per month. That's going to lead you to better results as someone who's selling something. Attracting 100 of the right person to your website every single month is going to be so much more powerful than 1,000 of the wrong people who would never want to buy from you, right? So once you know where you're trying to go, then you just need to create your plan. And this is probably going to look like a content calendar. So basically, you know exactly what topics you want to cover, you do some research ahead of time, and you know that these topics are going to be worth your time and will bring lots of people, or specifically the right people, to your website. Then you just slot those topics into your calendar and you come up with the publishing schedule. So maybe like every Friday, you're going to put out a new post. You slot your topics in, and really the point here is that this is going to save you miles of brain space in the future. It completely eliminates that time wasted when you show up ready to write, but then you have no idea what to write about. Instead, you do the research and plan it out once in bulk, and then you simply have to show up and execute. Look at your content calendar, figure out what you're writing about, and dive right in. And if you're like me, and sometimes you rebel a little bit around too much structure, uh, you don't like things to be too rigid, it's okay if you don't have every single post planned out to the day. You can instead create like a bank of ideas that have been vetted and you know they're good ideas. And then you can just pick the one that week that feels like something you want to write about at that time. But the point is you've done the research, you have a backlog of ideas that are all good, and you just pick one and go for it. And you can do this 
pretty far in advance. Uh, usually people do their planning maybe quarterly or six months in advance just because you never know. If you try to do a whole year, things could change within that year that might impact what you want to write about. But anywhere from like three to 12 months ahead of time, you can do this bulk planning and then you're good to go. So you only have to do that mental work once and then you don't have to stress about it again. And the mental load is off. So that's tip number one, have a plan. Tip number two, it's not all on you. So another misconception that I hear a lot is that a blog needs to be written in a very personal style from like one expert or one person, but that's definitely not the case. One of the easiest ways to get more done and publish more content that will actually move the needle in your business is to outsource. And this can be done by hiring freelance writers or recipe developers to help you, hiring an assistant, or even using AI to help you outline and draft posts so that you can hit the ground running when you're sitting down to write. You could also accept guest posts from other professionals that you trust and respect, or even have students or interns create content for your site as a part of their rotation with you. And all of these are great ways to boost your output without requiring more direct time from you. So for example, many private practice dietitians are really busy seeing clients. So they might hire other freelance dietitians who specialize in writing to create content on their websites that can drive them traffic and then get them more customers. That's a win for both parties involved. Here's another example. When I was a freelance writer myself, I used to write for Healthline back in the day when Authority Nutrition was recently acquired by them. And during that time, they paid very, very well. I think I was getting like $1,000 per article that I submitted. So that was enough money to give me a little cushion there to help hire out some of the tasks. So I was paying an assistant to help me do the research in PubMed and draft outlines of articles before I started writing to help me avoid that dreaded PubMed rabbit hole that I kept falling into, help me focus and churn out the articles at a faster clip. And that was a worthy investment for me because I was only paying someone to do something when I knew that that task, the end product I was producing, was going to give me XYZ amount of dollars. So that was a really good win-win to speed up my writing process there. And you could easily do something similar with the, the AI technology today. You could ask ChatGPT to draft an outline for your blog topic or even start writing a first draft for you. And then your job can just be to go in, beef it up, edit it, uh, use your professional experience to make sure it's, it's accurate, uh, add references, personal experience, anecdotes, anything you can do to boost that EEAT, that experience, expertise, authoritativeness, trustworthiness, show off that this is real content from a real expert. But many, many blogs, especially larger ones, do run on this contributor model where there's actually a team of paid writers creating content for the site so that they can grow and monetize really fast. The financial risk in that model is on the website owner initially because you are gonna be putting out money up front to pay people to create the content, perhaps before you're really getting much of a return on that. But once you're able to get a lot of traffic, you're gonna be earning a lot more money in ad revenue, affiliate income, et cetera, than you're gonna be paying out to those writers. So that's another business model that you could consider. And you could also decide to accept unpaid guest posts in order to have more content to share that isn't written directly by you. And the benefit there is that the person submitting the guest post will get a link back to their website within that content. So this is gonna help them boost the domain authority and visibility of their own website as well. 
And the final popular model is to have interns create content for you while they're doing their rotation with you. And that's a win-win for both parties because the interns get to learn about blogging and content marketing. And these are strategies that are gonna make a really big impact for their own businesses when they get out there into the world that they are not gonna be learning in their program. So they're gonna know how to create content that shows up strategically in Google, which is an incredibly valuable skill for them to gain especially if they plan to do anything entrepreneurial or do any freelance writing or marketing in the future. And you get more content published on your site, technically for free, than you could ever do on your own. So those are all suggestions on ways that you can outsource and make it so that your blog is not all on your shoulders. It really doesn't need to be like that. And finally, tip number three is to focus on quality over quantity, always. So there seems to be this perception that blogging requires a ton of content creation 24-7, perhaps because people kind of think social media and blogging are more similar than they really are. But that's not true. So as I've mentioned before, once I actually got serious with my blogging strategy in 10 months with only 10 blog posts, so posting just once per month over the course of 10 months, I was able to grow that blog to where it was getting 20,000 visitors per month from Google searches alone. And then obviously a percentage of those website visitors would then join my email list and go on to purchase my uh, a slot inside my paid membership program. And it was an exciting hands-off way of marketing that I really enjoyed and still enjoy to this day. So the key is really focusing on quality of your content over quantity. One excellent, well-written and optimized blog post strategically crafted around a topic that you know is gonna bring you lots and lots of visitors or potential customers is worth a billion times more than a hundred short, unoptimized, low quality blog posts that aren't gonna be seen by anyone. So don't make the mistake of treating your blog as an extension of social media, because it's not. It serves a very different purpose, and it's meant to be more in-depth, high-quality, evergreen resource on whatever topic your niche is in. And the content you publish on your blog will continue to work for you for literally years to come. If you do it right, it doesn't get lost in an endless stream of other influencers. Instead, you've created content with a specific plan in mind that gets you right in front of the audience that you are looking for. When your ideal customer or reader Googles a question, you are gonna be the one who comes up as the answer in the search results. And that's freaking amazing. And it's a free strategy. No paying for ads, no paying for followers. It's a long-term play that really pays off. So to recap everything I just talked about, Yes, the number one reason people say they don't have a blog is because they're not convinced that blogging is going to be worth their time. And that's usually because they lack a strategy for creating content in a way that won't overwhelm them or require a billion hours of their direct personal time. So today I've outlined three ways that you can run a successful blog in a low stress way. Number one, go in with a plan. Number two, stop thinking that it all needs to be on you. And number three, focus on quality over quantity. And if you do these three things, you'll be able to start blogging and reap the benefits as soon as possible. So that's it for today. I'd love to continue this conversation inside my Facebook group, the Unconventional RD Community. If you're not a member already, just search for that group on Facebook and request to join. I'll share a link underneath the video as well to make it easy. But yeah, blogging does not require a full-time effort unless you really wanna give it a full-time effort. But you can definitely, definitely get great results with just a few hours per week if that's how you'd like to integrate it into your business. So I hope you have a great day. Please like this video and subscribe to my channel for more blogging and online business tips.